Hey there, Meyer Sign friends and followers. I'm Michael Boss, and I have the privilege of being the creator and host of Tales of the Magic Skagit, a podcast series celebrating the people, places, and things that make the Skagit Valley magic, sponsored by Meyer Sign. Thanks for giving us a listen. And now, on to the program. Okay, guys, we're rolling. followers of Meyer Sign and Tales of the Magic Skagit. I'm uh, currently at Mount Vernon High School, and uh, it's the first time I've ever walked into the uh, administration building here, and part of the uh, the remodeling that's been going on over the years recently. And I've got to tell you, it looks really legit. <laughs> you walk in there, it's gorgeous. I looked around and I thought, you know, I think I'm just going to bring my laptop over here and, you know, hang out and work remotely because this place is gorgeous looking. And it's nice to see, it's nice to be able to say that about an environment that's not a corporate for-profit environment, but one that's dedicated to the education of our children. Think about that for a moment. But the reason I'm here is I'm very excited. I'm getting a chance to interview a guy who's been on my uh, uh, interview hit list for a while now, Mr. Ramon Rivera. And uh, Ramon, uh, do you have a business card? If so, what's I, I do? What's well, the what's the well, ti- what's well, the title on your business? Well, card? I it's hard because I wear a lot of hats, but my, <laughs> I, I just tell everyone I'm a public school teacher. That's me. I'm a public school teacher, and I'm I'm honored to serve the kids, and that's I'm a servant of the kids and servant of our community in Serve Valley. So, but my official title, my name is Ramon Rivera, and I am the Mount Vernon High School Mariachi Director. I also teach folklorico, which is dance and music. And then I also uh, teach a program called Latinos in Action, which is a leadership class. And so part of it is I get to teach leadership, I get to teach dance, I get to teach music, I get to teach singing, I get to teach uh, kids going to college. I get so many platforms that I get to do and so so much I get to use in our community. And also I'm a promoter of the arts and promoter of the kids, you know, and that's my whole goal is to promote the kids and promote teenagers. Because when you think of a teenager, you have like this negative view of it. And that's not true because I work with a lot of teenagers and about 90 99.9% of them are such great kids. And so we yeah. have to just yeah. believe in them. You know, they're just great. And so I'm so excited to to have this platform to work with kids and work with students and change kids' lives. Because uh, a teacher, their first, it's people over programs, right? Absolutely. Programs is great. And it's great to teach them how to write and read and all that stuff. But kids need loving and caring. And, and you know what? 
I never met anybody who was inspired by a program. Yeah. They were inspired by a person. That person may have yes. been enmeshed in yeah. uh, a really solid program, no doubt about it, credit where credit is due. But at the end of the day, it's the person. Yeah, and it's, they show you choose to care, right? And so my goal is to choose to care about these kids because they, they need it after COVID, after lockdowns, after wearing masks. And now we're finally seeing it little by little yeah. things coming back. Yeah. And the, like you, you met me at the fair and we got, I remember doing the fair last year, we had masks on and the year before we had masks. This time we got to yeah, do it freely and I got know. to dance and sing. And so, um, and that's what your show is all about. The magic of Skagit yeah, is yeah. It's about the magic of the youth in our community that they have a voice now with, the, especially our Latino kids that wasn't there before. So when I came here, one of my goals, I, I said, please don't hold me back because I have so many ideas and so many plans and the Mount Vernon <laughs> School District and the Mount Vernon High School have been so welcoming with open arms because they gave me that platform to go you know, be creative, right? Because yeah. you don't want, I don't fit in the box. I don't, I don't like, I don't believe in being in these four walls. I believe in that my classroom's a community center. Right. And th- this is the community. I bring the community, such as yourself and, and many other people, we work with our community partners because it takes a village yeah, to make sure these does. kids, I, I can't do it all by myself. I wish no. I could. Yeah. But, you know, like at the Skagit County Fair, we got to work with uh, Eric and he he helped us with parking. He helped us with the kids. He helped with the promotion, gives them a, a professional stage. We work with Every single community organization here at Skagit Valley College, wherever we can to partner because we're, all, we're stronger together. Yeah. We're yeah. stronger together. I can't. There's a lot of programs that want to do everything by themselves, but I can't. Like the Rotary, they bought us shoes for the kids. Uh, the, the Mount Vernon High School Foundation brought dresses, dresses for the kids. So it's everyone contributing. The local uh, dress shop donated shoes for the kids, you know, and so... Because they see the work we're doing, and they want to make sure that our kids have an equal playing field. Yeah, well, you know, I think I think the town of Mount Vernon takes an awful lot of pride mm-hmm. in in who you are. And, and when you. I say you, I'm talking about y- you and the kids. Yeah. And it's the way that we want to think about ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I think it's the best reflection of ourselves mm-hmm. that we see. Mm-hmm. And going back to your comment about teenagers having raised teenagers. <laughs> it's uh, hard, huh? It's, oh, man. <laughs> it's not easy. Oh, man. Parent, oh, man. teacher, I could do. Parent, I, that's hard. I, that's I, very hard. No, I'm, I'm... Applaud to you, moms and dads, because it's hard. I'm a parent, too, and it's the hardest job in the world. It is. It is. And I watch... Uh, we, I, I get to watch our uh, our daughter do it now and and marvel at how well she does it and, mm-hmm. and how well my grandsons are turning out. But what you provide is that platform for the kids to demonstrate to people who may have these stereotypes about teenagers mm-hmm. just who they are. And I can never go to an event like that without feeling a little bit better about my future. Yes. Because they are my future. 
Yeah, and we need to invest in our future yeah, and invest absolutely. in our kids and invest. And that's why we're at this beautiful school because they passed a, a bond, they passed a, a levy. And so right now the kids get to go, as you saw, it's a top-level school. Oh. It's like a college. When I, yeah, when yeah. I, there's like four buildings in the school, and it's so huge. 2,000 2, students go through here daily, and it's so amazing how um, – like this, you you don't. This doesn't look like a traditional classroom, right? It has nice chairs, nice oh, desk, no, nice no, TV, no. It, nice. It, it, you know, it's it's just really beautiful that the kids have a classroom where they could feel home and safe and beautiful. And that's because of the community we yeah. live in. They make sure that our one high school that we have is top notch. And so, and being a bulldog is is <laughs> what we take as a live. I mean, we. We use we say go bulldogs all day, every fr- today is Friday, so we wear our, our bulldog gear. And Thursday is college career dare and gear. And so our goal is to give that pride in our community, right? Our one of yeah. the biggest things is our graduation parade, right? That we have downtown, right? And and yeah. when we see all yeah. the sea of green of graduates, the whole community comes out. And I just love being here at Mount Vernon. I love the community. I love working with people. We work with everybody. But the, the whole important thing is is that it that everyone contributes. It's not me. I I, yeah. I can't say I do this by myself. There's people like you, and, and I thank you for always sharing my post and sharing things. I have so much to share. You um, do. I do. You do. <laughs> you, know, I, you probably saw the post where I, I, I said, you know, I, I have this wacky theory that there is not just one Ramon or yeah. <laughs> there. There are actually clones out there uh, because no, I, otherwise— Without completely altering Einstein's theory about you know uh, uh, space and time, yeah. how can this guy be so many places at seemingly well, the same time doing so many things? The calendar does get full, but I try. I try my best. If I could do it, you know, if you want something done, you ask a busy person, <laughs> right? If you want, so- that's why I tell everyone they're like, "You're so busy," but I said, "You want something done." You ask a busy person, yeah, right. You yeah. don't ask a, yeah, right. Uh, you don't ask it. You know, ask someone that that that's not busy. You're going to ask someone that's like on their game and exactly. make sure that they're they're going to follow through. And my goal is is that I have wear different hats. But what's cool about this is that um, with Latinos in Action or with Folklorico or Mariachi, I could take these guys around the state and. Just put Mount Vernon on the map. Yeah, because right after when I came here three years ago and I started the and I, I didn't I started the folklorical program. The mariachi program was going, but my whole part was to expand it and explode it and and you know yeah. get beat the drum as loud as I can about these kids because I don't think they had that before. You know, you know my experience, you know, you talk about another group that at least, you know, from uh, my experience years past that I think has really done a lot to put uh, Mount Vernon High School on the map, regionally at least, is um, uh, the choral group. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget the first time I went to a, a choral performance here. I, I, I was blown away. Oh, yeah, and, and, it's and, amazing. And again, it goes back to the thing about teenagers. You forget just how accomplished some people can become mm-hmm. even by the time they're 16. Yes. And if you give them the resources and give them 
the instruments or give them the stage. Like when they do a concert at McIntyre Hall, it's yes. so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, boy. It is so beautiful. It's amazing. Um, Mr. Gomez does our choir here, and he just does an amazing I just I'm always amazed of the harmonies that he oh. puts together. I'm like... Because, you know, I'm a music teacher, so I hear four-part harmonies. I'm like, how do you get them to do that, you know? Yeah. And they, they're all singing in tune and thing and just do amazing stuff. So I love it. I love it. Well, Ramon, you know, I, I want to I say another word about you before we get into the nuts and bolts of, of the programs. Yes. And then uh, I definitely want to know a little bit more about your story. Okay. Because, you know, I'm looking at this as, as the combination of a great musical story, a great educational story, and a great immigrant story as well, mm-hmm. all rolled into one Yes, it's all one, it's all one thing. But I want to say, folks, um, if, you've, if, if you've never met Ramon Rivera, I can tell you that the first time you meet him, you'll never forget him because this guy's got a smile. That, you know, with the possible exception of watching cat videos, I, I don't know a better way to get my serotonin levels up. You yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank so, you. Um, you know, this is just... Thank you so much. Some people you meet and you just go, oh, man, I want to hang out with this well, person. And I get to do that to 200 kids a day. You know, I get to do... I get to shake their hands what and show them love. Th- yeah. What a beautiful thing to say. Yeah. So tell me about the programs. So the, I'm going to talk about mariachi. So I'm originally a mariachi player. I grew up in uh, Southern California. The thing we talked about, you grew up in California yeah. too, right? I yeah, grew Northern, up in Camarillo. And well, I was born in San Francisco, but I, I lived in Camarillo. Yes, San Francisco, San Francisco. Uh, Mission District. Mission, I, uh, District. Mission, Mission District. District. Well, you know, I, what I like about the Mission District is that you just, every corner there's a Delicious cafe and a delicious bakery. You yeah. don't go to Walmart to buy food in San Francisco. Oh, you go to the local no, bakery. I, you go to the 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 locals. Everything there's a bakery on everything. So it's what's really great about this is that then then I was born there and then I moved into Camarillo and I I I lived I went to Camarillo High School and I graduated there and then I lived. I taught, um, graduated from Cal State Northridge, and um, wanted to be. What was your? Was I your wanted, de- yeah, was your I was degree Chicano in music? studies, and I studied oh, about. Chicano you know, studies. I did. I studied about Mexican American music, and so I studied oh. the history, and I studied thing. There's Chicano studies could be focused on many things. It could focus on art, music, sure. and then of course the political side and well, the yeah. history side. But I was more of the artist and the musician um, side of it because I really enjoyed being a great. Um, musicians. So I come from a family of musicians, which is my mom. My mom play. My mom is a is a guitarist and a singer and a pianist. And then my brother wow. and my sister and they all play mariachi music. And we grew up playing music. My my mom bought me a trumpet in the fourth grade and said, one day you're going to be a mariachi player. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, mom. <laughs> and then she signed me up for band. And, you know, I was in middle school band, elementary school band, high school band, and college band. And I really wanted to be a band teacher. But then I started playing mariachi in high school, and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It was so much fun. And yeah. then I started volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club and talking about, like, working with kids, teaching them mariachi. And then yeah. I once I started working with kids, I was like, this is too much fun. Yeah. This is too much fun. I get to change kids' lives and give kids hope and give give uh, encourage them to play something and to perform. And once I started doing that, I it was hard to go back to to being want to be a musician or one of the other things that I wanted to do and I just thought 
I was meant to be a teacher, right? I was meant yeah. to help kids and, and consult kids and guide them to to become leaders. And so I taught five years at Oxnard High School, and I loved it. And then I get a call one day. Oxnard. I know Oxnard's beautiful. The strawberries, the it strawberries, is. Yep. the beach, you know, Silver got Strand. Be- got the beaches yeah, nearby. Point Magoo, you yeah. know, I, I love it. I love, I love it. And the weather is, you can't beat it. And then I got a phone. And, you know, it was interesting because everywhere I worked and everywhere I taught was an agricultural community because Oxnard is celery, it's strawberries, it's um, it's those uh, – has a whole factory for um, picking strawberries. I mean, but, you know, the California strawberries are really big. And so when I got – I got a call one day uh, and they said, would you like to go to Wenatchee and teach? And I was like – Okay, California is very expensive. You know, oh, it Cali- is. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't buy a house for yeah. less than 800000 So, you know, I was young and the thing, and I, tr- and I go, so I took the little, the first the big plane from L.A. to, to SeaTac, and then I took this little plane from, from SeaTac. And then back then it was like 30, you know, it was a 30-passenger <laughs> propeller plane that went like this. And I was like, where the heck I'm going? And I saw these beautiful mountains. I said, where the hell I'm going to teach? Where the heck I'm teaching at? And then I, I got to, I fell in love with Wenatchee and I really liked the community. And so I built a program. I was there for 15 years and I, and I taught um, mariachi and uh, folklorico. And I, I built a great program. They performed for uh, Paul Ryan and at the Speaker of the House, oh, wow. and they performed for Garth Brooks that you saw on the wall, and they performed all over the place. And I just had so much fun doing it. And then I got a call from Mount Vernon. They're like, so they're looking for a mariachi teacher. They're looking to expand it. And I was oh, like, oh boy. So like, I got, already had a job. So you got recruited? Yeah, I got recruited. And wow. I was like, I already have a job. And I was like, Oh. And what what year was this, Ramon? Um, the year of the pandemic, so it was two thousand nineteen. Oh, okay, and then then I got and then I was like, you know, I said, why don't give this a chance? I've been there. You only have shelf life for so long, sometimes. Sure. And I I like what you talk about magic is sometimes you want to spread your magic to somewhere else, and can you build a program somewhere else, and will it work? Your formula works someone else, somewhere else, and so I was worried that I, I don't know if I wanted to give it a try and give it a shot and try to see if if that will work because, you know, and they just been utterly supportive. Dr. Wadawa hired me and the, the, was the principal at the time, and Mr. Nutting, Bill Nutting, hired me and, you know, Dr. Bruner, who was a great great leaders and they said we want you to build something like you did in Wenatchee Wenatchee. and so I so we we started with mariachi and then we started with folklorico and we just it was just amazing and then uh, about three years to a year into teaching they were like we want to start this leadership program called Latinos in Action and I was like I don't know much about it but it was but once I saw that it's a way of reaching kids that are not musicians that are not dancers, that are not athletes. It's a way of connecting our Latino sure. students because we have sure. 50% of our, 55% of our school is Latino. And so they, it was, the hardest thing was connecting kids to school. Yeah. And with mariachi, folklorico, Latinos in action, there was a, a way that kids could connect to school because, you know, kids that connect to school always do better. Oh, yeah. 
And all the kids that are in music, they do better. Yeah. All kids are in dance, they do better. All kids in sports. I don't care if it's cheerleading. Yeah. I don't care if it's right. football. I don't care if it's baseball. I yeah. don't care. If you're involved, you're going to do better in school. I, I always say they're they always, engaged. Yeah, they always say like all these interventions, like double math, double English, the science, this and this. And I go, more art. Yeah. More really, music. Really. More leadership. More opportunities for our students. Well, obviously, you're not a voice crying in the wilderness uh, when it comes to the Mount Vernon School District. So yes. uh, good on the Mount Vernon School yes, District. Yes, they are amazing. And our superintendent, Dr. Vivanco, um, who I worked with together in Wenatchee. We worked oh, together for 15 gosh. years. And so when he got hired, I, I got hired. We got hired at the same time. And so okay. we, I said, man, there's nothing stopping us now. Oh, let's, yeah, go, yeah. let's go. Let's oh, go. And so great. I just want to thank our wonderful school board and Dr. Vivanco for for giving me this platform and the opportunity because um, they have, uh, they've been nothing but supportive yeah. when it comes to like budget cuts and all that you read in the paper. Oh, yeah. our, our, we're very excited that our our programs were able to stay and yeah. be part of it yeah. because our Mount Vernon believes in art, they believe in leadership, they believe in diversity. And so as, you know, as a Latino teacher, I, I have this platform with, and this connection with the kids, but our, our goal is to make sure that our teaching staff reflects Mm-hmm. reflects our demographics. Yeah. And so I have teachers, I have Mr. Serrano, Ms. Padilla, who you saw, Mr. Flores, uh, and uh, Mr. Sisto. They're all, they're all great teachers, and they all are, are, we have a set of Latino teachers that really work hard for our kids and yeah. because it's nothing, nothing more important than having those, those, those role models um, those role models for our kids because they need to see that. And they also need to see people that look like them and Absolutely. be like them. And Absolutely. They want to see success. So the reason yeah. why I, I showed you those pictures on the wall is that some of our kids don't believe in success. Yeah. They need hope. And so like, you know, just like how President Obama became president, people, that gave our, our black community hope. Right. And when we see our right. Latino leaders like, like myself or like the other teachers or anybody – being successful, that they can do it too. They By the way, Ramon, yes. right after I saw that post of yours on uh, A Million Miles Away, I yes. think that very next night my wife and I watched that. Yes. What a great movie. And by the way, I graduated from UOP. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're from, you, you, you went to Stockton. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Stockton. Yeah, I, I graduated yeah. from UOP. Yeah. And then right when Pete Carroll was coached there for a That's while, right. too, at yes, UOP. Yes, he was. And he gra- he was a when U- they had a football program. <laughs> he's a U- yeah, he's a UOP grad. Yeah, he's so. a UOP grad. So it, there's a lot of connections to Stockton. Go, go Tigers. Yeah, go Tigers. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I Stockton's a cool area. You know, I, I, I like it. You know, Elodi and Mante- yeah. Manteca and Manteca. all that whole the area is so cool. San Joaquin County is yeah. Yeah. cool. But, uh, yeah, and when, I, when we had the opportunity to bring – Jose Hernandez here yes. to things and the students to actually meet an astronaut. Yeah. I mean, you think of, okay, there's only been 600 people that have been into outer space. Okay. How many were Latino? Four. And we got to meet the first farm worker. Yeah. Right. Uh, thing, and he was so kind. He's so nice. And they got to meet with all the kids and he said, Michael Pena is going to play his movie. And once, I mean, we all love Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Michael Pena is like grief. the best. He is the best. And he's an amazing guy. And I, I just, the story was, 
well told. Um, we watched yeah. it in class. We watched all my students. We because I I have Prime, so I just put it on yeah. each of my class. Nice. I had to stop curriculum for this. I had to stop uh, what I was yep, doing. Yep, yep. You had to see it because his story spoke volumes. Yeah, I mean, twelve times rejected to NASA, and he still kept on going. Talk you know, about bulldog tenacity, right? Yeah, That's and what, he just yeah. kept on, and then I need to learn Russian. So he learned Russian, and he lived, and they sacrificed so much for his family. And yeah. so I just, I feel like that for us to meet him and for us to him to come to Skagit Valley yeah. College, and I just, it was amazing the students had that opportunity to talk to him. We had dinner the night before, and I, I asked him everything. I said, if you open the bag of chips, does it float? You know, he right, went, right, when right, do I get yeah, to ask an yeah, astronaut? Yeah, right. I, and he goes, yep, I got to do that. And and I go, what about, did you do, I, I just got to, I said, <laughs> do you really eat that ice cream that they have at the, at the you know, the, the, yeah, right, the, 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 the ice cream? Yeah. I go, he goes, yeah, we do. I go, okay, I just wanted to make sure because, and then I asked him, how many G's did you go? He goes, ah, he goes, so many G's you can't, you can't count. And I said, he goes, your face feels like this. And so when do you get to, like, you would love to podcast a, an astronaut, right? Oh, or five would, minutes with exactly, the astronaut. Exactly, you know? yeah. You know, and so someone has been to outer space, uh, you know, just to talk to him. Right. How does it actually look? Because, again, only 600 people have been into outer space. And how many... What is your chances of talking to an astronaut? Yeah. And then yeah. a Latino astronaut. A who, Latino astronaut who, at who that. made his own company. And he's in Stockton now. He's back at Stockton. And he has his own winery company oh, and his boy. own thing, entrepreneur. He's just, you know, what's really great is that he's a role model for kids. Absolutely. And role model for the whole community. Yeah. And the thing of it is role model for any kid. Yes. Any and kid any any kid, because I have students that are not Latino that were watching the movie. Sure. Like, damn, that guy's good. Yeah, that guy. He it's because he perseverance. Yeah, hope, absolutely. Dreams, not giving up. Yeah. and you know yeah. he was he, he was so smart, right? They he, they thought he was the janitor when he came in, right? He had they gave him all the keys. <laughs> that <laughs> it was, was, that was <laughs> yeah, that was. A, he's an engineer. He graduated at, at top of his class. It, it it didn't matter, right? You know, it, if it, yeah, if you're sitting there watching that as an Anglo, it's a cringeworthy moment because it's like ooh boy yeah well but that that's the assumption right yeah, well, the, the assumption and, absolutely and same thing with me is you know is i have tons of degrees and tons of awards and all that stuff but i'm still human i'm still being i'm still like that but to assume that people are just this and just that then that's yeah well that uh that's the great thing about educating education is it, it it helps us I think to overcome those uh, those yeah assumptions. and that's what I always that's why I try with my students as hard as I can is to take them to colleges and universities outside of outside of WSU and Central and UW that's great yeah. those are great schools I support them one hundred percent but when you're young. Go out and see the world, yeah. right? Go yeah. see the world. I love Skagit Valley College. I do, but why not? You know, you, the older you get, you have the mortgage, sure. you have the, the sure. cell phone bills, you have the <laughs> you have too oh, much yeah. respons- the car note. You know, you just have so much responsibilities. And I always tell them, do it while you're young, yeah, and healthy, and go out and see the world. So I've got a I've got a story I can tell you yeah. uh, 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 after the broadcast, but I wanted to 
go back to uh, the programs yes. again um, with regard to, uh, you know, mariachi. So I've certainly listened to mariachi music, but, you know, as, as a member of the Anglo culture, I don't really know anything about it. Is is mariachi typical to a particular part of, of Mexico, or is it a fairly universal so uh, it's musical? From, like, the, the, the capital of mariachi music is like in the western part of Guadalajara, Jalisco. Okay. Uh, that area, that's where it originated, Cocula, um, Mexico. And originally the music just had a violin, a guitar, and a guitarron, and a bass. And they would just play for weddings and ceremonies right. and stuff right. like that. And then in the 1940s, a trumpet was added because it was Glenn Miller time. And, sure. and it was that Harry James time. Yeah. And so it was, they added it to, to make it all around. And then the mariachi used to play for the, the bullfighting. Okay. So mm-hmm. if you look at the, the costumes, uh, the, the outfits of the matador. That's where that came from. From the matador. Yeah. And then, that you know, they would have a theme song right. for each a paso doble. They would call it uh, for each fighter in the bull, wow. and they would just have you know, it's like a WWE wrestler has a theme song. Yeah, you know, right, they would, right, when right, they right. come out, sing oh, the bullfighter, so cool. and then the mariachi would come out with the bullfighter and have a full gown. And oh, man. then then movies started getting popular because they used to just wear like a white shirt and you know regular pants, but then. Move, the cinema started, the Mexican cinema, and there was a singer called Pedro Infante who started wearing the charro suit, which you see the mariachi suit with the buttons and the... And the yeah, the, the suits are the amazing. The suits are amazing. Yeah, and they're then amazing. There's also the traditional dance of folklorico, which is the where the girls wear the right. big overdress with beautiful colors. And so um, one thing about... Uh, the Latino culture. We love bright colors. We love, uh, we love, uh, that's why the tulips and us, we just get along, oh, you know, yeah. we just get along yeah. with, but the whole, the whole music is family music. Yeah. Like country music yeah, is family exactly. music. So I recently did a workshop in Alabama and they asked me, why is mariachi music important in Alabama? I said, it's like country music. It's yeah. family music. Yeah. Family music. Cause there's a lot of music that not the whole family could listen to. Right, there's only certain part of your family that likes Led Led Zeppelin, right, right? and Metallica, right. And, right. and Guns N' Roses, which I do love. I do love, but I don't think the whole family, grandma, grandma, sister, and brother, would come to a Metallica no. concert, no, or, or Party B, or not. whatever, you know. But now with mariachi music, it's a, something that the whole family right. could do. As you saw at the fair, there was a lot of families out there watching it all together, and that's the most beautiful part of. Mariachi music, it brings families together, it brings the youth together, and it's something we could all enjoy. Yeah. And it's and, and you don't have to speak Spanish to enjoy the music. No, you, you just, don't. You, you don't. You just, or understand every single word because it's just so beautiful. It's so I mean, pretty. First of all, you know, the, 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 the reality is how many people, when they listen to a song, actually know 100% of what the lyrics are? No, we don't. No, the, the, the voice is another instrument. And, and if there's an, a lyrical element that adds additional depth and profundity, then you know, like, that's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But the cake itself is, it's the sound. And I, I always go back to the song Louie Louie, right? Nobody understands the words exactly, of Louie Louie. Exactly. And then they took it to court, right? And they were like, I just like, I don't understand. They say, throw it out. And, you know, it's just because it was just a cool song with three chords. Exactly. And, and just a bunch of mumble jumbo. But it sounded, but 
everyone liked it, right? Three chords in the truth. That's yeah, all, three that's, chords. That's all you need. And all you, you don't. Need, man. And what's cool about mariachi music and folklorico and and all these kind of music is that our valley is like adopting it, you know, and just yeah. becomes part of our community, right? As we take the group out and perform, as you've been seeing, there's more folklorico groups, there's more mariachi groups, and. It's uh, had a teacher named Mark Fogelquest that's called it Mariachi Fever. Mariachi you know, Fever. He called it Mariachi Fever because he believed that, you know, like Saturday Night Fever, there's Mariachi <laughs> Fever. Yeah, and, and it's true. More cowbell. And, yeah, yeah, more, more cowbell. cowbell. And uh, you know what? It, i rather have the community listening to Mariachi music than other music because it, it brings families together. And it's joyful, happy music. And just like I love it's like sort of like bluegrass music, right? You know what? We Honestly, yeah. I was going to make I was going to make a comparison because yes. I think the thing that attracted me to uh, mariachi is what attracted me to bluegrass. Yes. It, it first of all, it's the level of musicianship. Yeah, and it's just how tight everything is. Yes, and um, it's just almost like one voice with just uh, you know with just many many tones to it. Yes, and uh, it, it's yeah, and it's just so it just makes you happy. Yes. It does, and we that's what our whole goal is to give people joy because as as you know, our society can be mean and can be cruel and could be and there's a lot of division, but you know what brings people together is food and music. Food and music. Food and music. Yes, Why indeed. do you think everybody comes to the fair? Yeah, food, and food and music. Why do you think everybody goes to a Mexican restaurant? Food, food and, music, and music, right? And who doesn't like Mexican food? Who doesn't like mariachi music? So all of that stuff's great. Because and and what's great about Skagit Valley, there's tons of great Mexican food all over the place. There is. There's there all, is and indeed. You know what? And they're local business owners. Yeah. They they get a truck and they put out their product and they sell and they sell and they sell. You've seen a taco truck line. It's huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone, it's just part of Americano now. Yeah. Uh, taco yeah. truck is part of Americano. It is. A it lot is. of it is. A lot of the terms, that we, mariachi is part of Americano. You know, it's yeah. just, it, it, everyone says, oh, this is America. We, why we're not listening. It's part, mariachi music is part of our culture. Yeah. Yeah. Tacos is part of our culture. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. no, the number one selling, uh, the, at the do- at the Mariners game is nachos. Nachos. Nachos over the Dodger after the Mariner dog is the nachos. <laughs> but because everybody loves nachos, everybody right? Loves everybody nachos. loves nachos. So I, I I think it's funny how we we think of Americano as just a certain certain type of music and a certain time of this like. Elvis and the and even the Beatles. The Beatles are not American, right? That's the British. But so you know what? But you know one of the great ironies, not so much with the Beatles, but certainly with the Rolling Stones, yeah. is they brought over what was already here, but what most people weren't aware of. Because back in the day, if you would listen to the music that they listened to in art school, yeah, you would have had to have searched hard because that was guess what race music. Yes, yeah. So you're not playing that on the radio. Yeah. And that's what like Elvis did. Elvis took the soul and and recorded it and made it popular and the rhythm and blues yep. um, that he did. And and everyone, all music steals from everybody. You know, yep. they all steal. Like I told you, I went to the Herb Albert concert. He he wanted he. It was interesting because he he gave the audience. Because plus he's eighty eight years old, yeah. but he's he, that, that uh, still uh, amazes just me. Still amazing me. He's playing at eighty eight years old, touring, 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 he's touring, touring. Yeah. touring. Anyway, he um, he said that I needed to get my own sound. 
I, I goes, first I wanted to play like Miles Davis and Louis Armstrong and all that, but he goes, I can't make it playing their stuff. Yeah, right. So he, he, he got this mariachi sound. And he copied like the mariachi. That's why every mariachi trumpet player loves Herb Albert because that's he took our, the sound and made this Tijuana brass band. Yeah, and he just went with it. Took and, it mainstream. Yeah, took it mainstream, and he made these the the harmony with two trumpets. It's so beautiful. Uh, yeah, and he took that mariachi sound and made it a pop sound, and he made his own sound. That's how he became. Yeah. Popular, yeah. the lonely bull. The you lonely know, the bull. Lonely I bull. can I can still hear uh, yeah. that in my head. And, and you know what? When he he got to play it, I I was on my bucket list just to see him live because I've I've never seen him live because he I, I don't think he tours as much as anymore. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going. I I can't wait. And so I got to talk, got to ask him a question. I asked him what kind of trumpet you goes. He's not about the trumpet. I have a Yamaha trumpet, not too expensive. It's about the person. It's about the person. And he's right. Yeah. So uh, I'm just excited that our valley has this wonderful mariachi program, uh, wonderful folklorical program, our Latinos in Action program. We're having this voice for our kids. And I know some people go, why is all this focus on Latino and, and this? And I think it's just part of Americano. It is. You know, it's, 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 it's part of all of our culture now. Yes. Um, in just the same way that we celebrate a St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Or, you know, I mean, if you think of, of you know, I was in Boise last week and yeah. uh, I've celebrated Oktoberfest with my family. I'm not even sure that I'm German. Yeah. But I sure like bratwurst and sauerkraut. Oh, who doesn't? When I go to Leavenworth, I always get a bratwurst with the, the onions and everything. And, you know. And, and they make some mean potato oh, salad. Oh, they do. They do. They you. do. And that's what's great about our community is that we embrace everyone, like the Highland Games. They have that yes, wonderful. You and, and I. And you know I'm not Scottish or I, I you know I but I will go and enjoy it, or we have our Native American, our that are our natives have their big powwows and yes. stuff, and they're just I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's so beautiful because culture is culture, right? Culture is the community, right. and they're just keeping like I'm trying to keep this art form alive. Because a lot of things have gone away, like square dancing used yep. to be part yep, of uh, every right. used to every used to be a big part of our school, but now we've lost it because we didn't keep the tradition alive. Yeah, and uh, with mariachi, we're keeping that tradition, the dance, and the art form alive because it's important. I think it's the, with these kind of programs, mariachi will never die because we're keeping this alive with the youth. And because I, 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 I'm not, I'm 46 years old and eventually I'm going to retire and someone else is going to keep the exactly. music. So in Wenatchee, I taught there for 15 years and one of my former students is there now the go. director Perfect. and, and yep. he's taking over the program. Yep. He's yep. doing an amazing job. And so it was time for me to go somewhere else, you know, and time for me to start something new where a valley that needed it. A community that needed this program, and I've and I'm just very honored that the Mount Vernon School District has given me this platform and given me the opportunity to support music education and dance education and leadership. And I think we're the only we're we're a role model for the state of Washington. These kind of programs because yeah. it's not everywhere. Everyone wants to be like my, I go speak across country because you see me. I do professional developments to to work with teachers how to be better teachers. And I always tell them, there's no relationship, there's no learning. You have to show That's the kids right. that you care. 
And you could have the best lesson plans. You could have the best instruments. You could have the best classroom. But if you don't connect with those kids and show them that you care, it, it's, it doesn't happen. You yeah. know, it doesn't happen. The yeah. magic doesn't happen. And so we're just so fortunate to have this program here. And um, we are working on the kids on higher education. And we, we believe in higher education, but trade school too. They could, uh, sure. trade school also. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I wish I became a plumber, so I know how to. F- I don't have to. F- I could fix my own pipes and not fix to my me- own things. In, not, right? to, not to mention, you know, you can make some pretty good. Oh money yes, I'm and, plumber, and you should. You should. When you have an expertise that that deserves to be valued, well, you know and how much a plumber costs, or you know yeah. how much a mechanic costs. You know how much um, a guy who helps us mow our lawn. It's it's it's. It's good. It's good money for them and our community. Yeah. But <clears throat> one of the things that I do is I have a scholarship fund, and um, we help try to give the kids an opportunity to make an equal playing field for them. And so we have um, Dr. Bruner, um, Dr. Vivanco, our principal, Dr. Roach, always donates to our scholarship fund. So at our concert coming up December first, we have our winter mariachi festival right here at the high school at seven o'clock. We're going to bring the whole mariachi program, the whole middle school, the whole... We have a La Venture and Mount Baker. They both have a mariachi program. They both have a folklorico program. And um, then the high schools are going to play. And then Burlington's going to come. Oh, right. Yeah, I told them nice. to bring their folklorico group. They wanted nice. to come. And then I'm bringing a group called Bailadores de Bronce. It's a professional group from Seattle wow. that's going to perform. So if you want to come, it's going to fill up fast. It's oh, free. Man. Okay. It's free. December 1st. Yeah, December 1st, Friday night. The concert's completely free because I always make it free for the kids and the families. Yeah. And, oh. and, I re- and it's on our new auditorium right here in Mount Vernon oh, High School. Oh, boy. Okay. But okay. Uh, this is going gonna on the calendar. Hundreds, hundreds, of, hundreds of kids are going to be partaking that stage. But you're going to see our culture, our community all in one night and celebrating what having like what you see at McIntyre Hall, right? When you see with the choirs all together, we have the same thing with our mariachi program yeah. where everybody comes together and families and oh brothers boy. and oh sisters. Boy. I and can't so wait. I, but the one thing that we do at this concert is that we give away scholarships. So um, I've been posting some scholarship essays that the kids have written, and our, I really believe that kids need to believe in higher education or, or trade school because... Um, a lot of our students come from migrant families right. or immigrant families or their parents only had a third or fourth grade education. So I think it's my job as an educator to show them that the University of Washington, you could go to. Sure, you, sure. WSU, you could go to. Yeah. Princeton, you could go to. Harvard, you could go to. Any school you could go to, you just have to play. We live in the United States of America, the land of opportunity, but they don't know that. Yeah. You know, uh, another statistic is the University of Washington only ni- is nine percent Latino. Yeah, it we seems need to crazy. change that. Yeah, and it seems who, crazy. I, my tax dollars go to that school. Sure. Why? Why can't we get that? That so I last year we took a group of Latinos and action students, one hundred and fifty kids, and I said you could go to this. Yeah, school. exactly. You exactly. could go to this school. It's not for the elite. It's yeah. not for the rich. It's yeah. it's a state school. We all your tax dollars yeah. pay for it. My yeah. tax dollars pay for it. Let's make it accessible to everybody. Yeah. And it's not a knock on the University of Washington, but 
we it's, these are facts. Sure, that sure. We, we want to show that our kids could go to that school and kids could get the best education they can. And little by little, we're changing that by giving these kids hope and letting them believe. So in two weeks, uh, next week, I'm taking a group of kids to Grand Canyon University in Arizona, <laughs> and they're paying for everything. They're paying for their flight. They're paying wow. for their hotel. They're wow. paying for this because I always tell the kids, University should be fighting over you. You are talented. You are smart. Yeah, you no are kidding. wonderful. You know, and I think that we don't get to say that enough to kids. Yeah. I think that we're yeah. they're put all oh, their teenagers. Oh, they're this. Oh, they're oh, that. Yeah. Oh, they're oh, this yeah. and that. Oh, yeah. And I just think that as a community, we should support. A lot of people support elementary schools and stuff like that, but we need to support our our high school kids because they're going do. through. Teenage years is hard, right? High school yeah. is hard. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah. It's not here. And we have all these opportunities in Mount Vernon High School, besides Mariachi Folklorico and this. And I think that we're very lucky to have this school with all these opportunities for kids to grow. Like we have a great debate team. We have a great uh, wood shop. The guy, yeah. the benches outside, the wood shop teacher made it oh, gee. with the kids. They, they made the benches. They, they actually make the benches and birdhouses. And uh, we have uh, Mount Vernon High School TV. We have a whole bunch of opportunities. And by the way, yeah. shameless a shameless plug for yes. Tales of the Magic Skagit, Mount Vernon High School also happens to be the school that our first intern comes from, yes. Morgan White. Yes, so, Morgan. Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Also, shout out. Yeah. Also on the, the swim team, right? Yes. And so <clears throat> what's great about Morgan is that they're getting into media, and this is the future of media right yeah. here. Um, I I don't ha- I haven't had cable in I don't know how many years. Yeah, I don't know I. who has cable yeah. Yeah. and who has who actually watch network news. We right. all watch. We all get our stuff from podcast and internet and. Even while I'm cleaning, I'm listening to a podcast yeah. or I'm yeah. listening to a YouTube video, and because. That's the that's the new media right yeah. here. This what we're doing right here is the new media because people want to hear stories. Yeah, and your commercial you don't have a lot of commercials. You we have none. Have, none, <laughs> we have which none. is good. Because, we are completely commercial free. Well, we want to be commercial free because if you listen to the radio, there's a lot of commercials. Why? Why we want to just we like, do this. We do this for one reason and one reason only because it's an opportunity to meet awesome people like you, no, and because you. of the engagement of the audience that yes. we have. That's that. That's. And that's, that's what's important is that we engage our audience and that we, um, you tell people stories and testimonies is what people want to hear. Yeah. They want to hear yeah. what's going on, what really going on and from the horse's mouth, not from a reporter, yeah. just like one-on-one. I love these interviews because our, our, you give me a platform, but also people that don't know about what's going mm-hmm. on at the high school. Because like you, you haven't, if you didn't have a reason, you probably right. passed no. by the high school, but are you going to enter I the can, building? I can pass by it and I could admire it because yes. architecturally, you know, it's... You see it's, Old Main? Old Main, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Well, you know, Ron... I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. But I know we could talk all day. I, I but we could I, do a but, 24 but, hour podcast. But I, you know? <laughs> but I do I do have one final yes. and really important question to yes, ask you. Yes, okay, sir. I want to take you back to uh, the Herb Alpert uh, concert. You're there. You're yes. listening to Herb Alpert, the man. Yeah. All right. He plays the Lonely Bull. Yes. Yes. Did you start to cry? I, I did. I got emotional because I have his record. And I and when I was in sixth grade, I discovered Herb Albert. 
yeah. and I got because you know, you you could get it at any garage sale or anything. Sure. I mean, real record player, real yeah, right, vinyl, right. vinyl, real vinyl. And I would get my trumpet and I would play along with him. And I would thought I would never in a hundred years get to see him perform it live because yeah. I watch videos and I watch that, but seeing the man, the playing the Lonely Bull and playing it and all his songs, Spanish Flea, Tijuana Taxi. Uh, you know, he has tons of hits, tons of hits. Oh, yeah, but, tons but the Lonely of hits. Bull, you know, when he starts out with that da, 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 And then you're just like, and then the whole band started playing. Of course, it was a modern version because he had like a modern band with yeah. him. But he, he, he didn't have a second trumpet. He did it all by himself. Yeah. And it was pure, good sound. I was just like. Wow. I as a trumpet player. Yeah. As a trumpet player for me to see Herb Albert and to hear him play the Lonely Bull was very emotional for me because I I remember just playing that record over and over and over and trying to copy his sound. Because he had the mariachi sound. Sure he did. He had the mariachi yeah, sound, sure but did. copying his sound and he is the most successful trumpet player there is. Because of his business side, he's yeah. the richest trumpet player there is. Yeah, you know who he's. He sold AMM records for I don't know how many millions, but billions or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. It right. was something like that. He doesn't need to tour. Yeah, he doesn't need to tour. He doesn't need to do it, but he still loves the music. That's what I also got about because he could stay home and count his money, exactly. but he didn't do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I, I got so emotional because I, I'm just a Herb Albert fan, and to meet the man. To hear the man, to see the, it was sold out the concert. So I was lucky to be second row, you know, just oh, to watch geez. him. He was so close and so there. And then we got, I got an opportunity to talk to him at a distance because again, he's eighty-eight years old, and it was just so cool. I, I will never forget that day because it was so amazing. Well, Ramon, I thank you so much for this. We're gonna, you know, what we're gonna do this again. Yes, we, there's still other we things we two, need to be three, talking four, about. Five. I want to dig more into the uh, history and traditions behind behind uh, folklorico, but we can probably do that maybe a little bit prior to the December first thing. Yeah, and yeah. then I could we could also bring a student. Psh, I, I, I love I love hearing the student voices. And we'll bring Morgan in as well. Yes, so, we'll all right. bring Morgan, and we'll do it because uh, we want students to be their voices to be heard. Too. Absolutely. So, folks, there will be more to come. In the meantime, Ramon, I can't thank you enough for thank taking you. the time. It has been everything I expected and more. Thank you.
This concludes another episode of Tales of the Magic Skagit. You can follow us on Facebook at Meyer Sign, as well as read our stories on our website, MeyerSign.com. Just click on Behind the Sign for all the good stuff. Thanks for listening, and keep the Skagit magic, y'all. <laughs>